If you could shapeshift into any where being, what would you change into and why? Tiger. Done and done. Where tiger? Where tiger? Where tiger. Hmm. Okay. Would you be more tiger or more man? Oh, little fifty-fifty. Uh, Would you be on all fours? Oh, um, you know, I feel like I'm gonna like stand on two feet when it's time to like get down to business, but like when it's time to chase someone, all fours. So back and forth. Yeah, you know, like a werewolf. Like they have the ability to do both. That's true. Same thing. Okay. Just imagine a werewolf, but as a giant tiger with stripes. Gotta have stripes, otherwise you're not a tiger. Like a panther without stripes. <laughs> Is there a reason you picked that feline? Yes. Why? Because it's an apex predator. It looks fucking awesome. And you can't tell me that if a giant tiger face was screaming at you on all twos, all twos, <laughs> on two feet, <laughs> that it would not make you piss your fucking self. I mean, it would. Also, there's a video game that you would be perfect in. It's called Altered Beast. I love Altered Beast. <laughs> I know. There's no tiger in that, but... I like level three. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, okay. I never got that far. Just later on. You need more quarters. John, what would you do? Wear unicorn. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, think about (laughs) it. Double fantasy animal, number one. So it's probably twice as powerful. I have all the powers of a werewolf and a unicorn. And I could lure people. They'd be like, is that a fucking unicorn? And then they'd get to me, and then I'd stab them with my horn. So... (laughs) You could just be a unicorn to do that, though. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to I, be aware of anything. I get to become a human again later. So you, so it's full moon, right. and suddenly I'm a goddamn unicorn. I think you broke my brain. All right, <laughs> listeners, if you got any of that John as a unicorn half-man our fanfic out there, send it in. Yeah, I'm trying to determine, are you just straight up a unicorn, or are you some half-man, half-unicorn? Well, unicorn? I could be a centaur. There's a couple of ways. Yeah, I could be like a unicorn centaur. Oh, unicentaur. no, which half? <laughs> what if you were just the back half of a unicorn? That would suck. <laughs> You just be you with a, a horn on your head. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I was thinking more like a centaur with a horn, but you know, I think there's a lot of ways you could do it. Okay, what do unicorns have special properties? I'm sure they do. They got one horn, for example. Is it magical? They're magical beasts, right? I mean, they've got to be. They probably fly. That's what the movie Legend would have us believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. So I think it's kind of almost like an uber werewolf. Cut his mic off right now, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad I'm in control of the mixer. <laughs> I wish I could have more say about that, but I don't know if about, I don't know enough about unicorns in general. Um, I want to be a wear condor. Step your unicorn game up, Mark. I, I need to go look into that. But no, I want to be a bird man because okay. A, my eyesight is shitty, but if I got to be a bird like that, their eyesight is like they can see three miles away and shit. Do condors have good eyesight though? Okay, it's falcon. more like a falcon. Okay, yeah, I'll be eagle. a wear falcon then. Okay. Something with great eyesight. A falcon. A falcon. I like it. And then, uh, you know, I could be my own mode of transportation. I don't have to get gas anymore. Yeah. Just change a little bit. There'd be a large man bird who just kind of takes off. He's like, oh, Meemaw wants to go to the Shonies. I better get there early and get that uh, reservation down for for the Shonies. Would you get feathers? I'd have to, right? That's part of the flight. I think so, yeah. Maybe my bones would go hollow because I'd have to be able to fly. But I don't know. Look, I haven't looked into the science. Imagine (laughs) your bones go hollow and they all break. And now you're just a screaming werewalkin. I may need to consult an ornithologist on this to make sure my transformation doesn't destroy me in the process. But I would like to be my own mode of transportation. That's fair. So you went with the functional route. That's right. And maybe to help me get over my fear of flying. Okay. Hmm. Wouldn't you be more scared? Because now it all depends on you and you don't know yeah, how to yeah, fly. Yeah, it is on you. But that's part of my fear is I'm not in control. But you wouldn't want to be. I'll tell you what. My fear is being in control of a 747. <laughs> I want someone who knows what they're doing up there. I think uh, the first thing I'd have to deal with is learning to be a bird man. 
Yeah. And then deal with the fear of flying. Like, why is that bird man on the ground so much? Well, <laughs> ironically, he hates flying. <laughs> why is he hailing a cab? <laughs> yeah. Bird, bird man on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again, joined by John and Garrett. Fellas, how are we doing today? Great. I'm doing pretty good. I got like a weird throat thing, so if you guys, if I sound weird or I have to like cough uncontrollably, it's because I'm dying slowly. Mm, aren't we all? I guess so. Yeah. Ooh, dark turn right away. Yeah. My week wasn't great. My wife's car got broken into, and I'd be dealing with the aftermath of that. Ouch. So... You know, putting a plastic trash bag and having that flap at you 60 miles an hour, just droning out any sound of anything in your head and just like, this needs to stop. If you wanted like a perfect white noise generator, you're good. (laughs) That's right. So that's what I'm dealing with. Anyway, that's taken care of. Yeah. So we are going to talk about our first werewolf movie today. I am so excited to talk about this movie, you guys. It's true. Do you think we picked a good one? This is amazing. You picked this movie. and I was like, you were like. The Howling 2. My sister's a werewolf. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. This is going to be terrible. And then you're like, I've never seen it before. And I was like, oh no, we're really going to be screwed. I turned this movie on and within like two minutes, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Yes, I picked this movie based on two factors. Uh, A, I'd seen the Howling and Howling 2 boxes in the VHS blockbuster forever. And I was like, I need to see that someday. And secondly... The Sir title, Your Sister is a Werewolf. Man, I don't know how you beat that. It's tough. So that's why I wanted to do it. did turn out that I had seen part of it, uh, the latter half, so I missed all the actual fun stuff at the beginning. I think the movie's front-loaded with probably the best parts. I think you're wrong. Yeah. It's <laughs> I think I'm wrong? everything from start to finish. You push play on this movie. Now, don't go into this movie expecting a good movie. No, it's chock full of insanity. It is. It is a fever dream of a man who has a heart on for a werewolf. It is like the perfect encapsulation of everything that happens in B like eighties B horror movies. I mean, there's nudity galore. The plot is insane. The acting is like student level. It's incredible. Yeah, there was, I don't, oh man, I'm so happy with this movie. Like the eighties yeah. B horror, like kind of like my favorites, like that's kind of my favorite type of horror. Not the like super schlocky, like I think Killer Clowns from Outer Space like tried to make itself like goofy. Um, and so that's fun. But I like the ones that really think they're making a solid horror movie. And then you're just like, oh, you have no idea that the garbage you're putting on film right now. That's what this movie was. I loved it. I loved it so much, you guys. Can you imagine being Christopher Lee? By the way, he's in this movie. And you're yes. like, what is happening around me right now? I want to just talk to Christopher Lee. Well, he's dead now, isn't he? He died in oh, 2015. He damn. was 93 years old. We can bring him back to the Ouija yeah. board. He was like, my best work was Werewolf, They're Howling 2. Well, no, like, Mark, didn't you say, like, he apologized <laughs> to the director of The Howling 1 for this film? Yes. So after this movie came out, um, just I'll give you a heads up. This movie was critically panned and destroyed when it he, came out. This one? I don't really? see why. I don't see why. The original director of Howling 1... His name... Joe Howling. Frederico <laughs> W. Wolf. Uh, the Howling 1 came out in 1981. That was directed by Joe Dante, who did Gremlins 1, Gremlins 2, and Inner Space, along with Explorers and Piranha and John's favorite, Small Soldiers. Get out. So oh, okay. this dude has some weight behind him now. Whenever oh, Wait, relative, but yes. Well, uh, Bro, the guy for, directed Small Soldiers. Why don't you back up? <laughs> 
He so, also directed Gremlins 2, so why don't we back back on? Yeah. <laughs> so fun fact, Christopher Lee is in Gremlins 2. He, while on set for Gremlins 2, he apologized profusely to Joe Dante for being in The Howling 2. Wow. And he, that's actually part of the reason he agreed to do this movie as kind of an apology to Joe Dante. <laughs> and be like, sorry, I messed up your good Howling 1 by making Howling 2. Oh, man. That's, um, I mean, that's fair. I understand. But um, he had to read the script, though. He had to know what he was getting in for. To be fair, there's a lot of stuff that like happens on screen that's not like like unless it's written like Werewolf does specifically this, you would have no idea what was being put on film until you went to the shoot. Yeah. So maybe maybe Christopher Lee's a little more innocent than this. Also, he might have imagined them executing at a professional level. Maybe he thought it was gonna keep the the same pace of Halloween (laughs) one. And this is oh man. I do want to touch on something. I was gonna save this for the end, but you mentioned setting out to make a bad movie. How do you know like you said something to that effect, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I found a Paste Magazine interview from a couple years ago where they interviewed the director, Philippe Mora. And he said, well, I think when you're making something like this, you have to keep a straight face. If you let the audience in on a joke too much, it undermines it. Howling 2 is done pretty straight. My next sequel, Howling 3, The Marsupials, is less so. There's a very fine line that has to be followed um, between satire and camp, but the mass audiences doesn't always understand the satire. They think you're just making a bad movie. I found that over a lot of years, believe it or not, people didn't realize that Marsupials was a gag, a comedy, because it was satire. But I feel like he's almost trying to say that he was oh, in on a joke on yeah. the part that's two. Someone, that's, that's what Tommy Wiseau does, where he was like, you know, I, I, the room was supposed to be fun. It's like, yeah. no, man, that was a fucking soap opera that you flopped on. Yeah, I think this I love dude, the room, but like, it's like, dude. Yeah, that's a retcon right this there. Is, this is him retroactively going back and being like, hey, by the way, Howling 2? Now, the third one, I read the description for the third one. It's basically like a man who's studying like marsupials in Australia falls in love with one of the females and then she's a were marsupial and then they have a baby and create a whole new like breed of were marsupials. From that title alone, I'd be like, okay, this is supposed to be satire of a werewolf type movie. Like you can you can infer that from just the, the basic premise and the idea. Howling to no. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm it, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Well, there's but no, there's like, no way that this movie was like, hey, isn't this going to be all fun, tongue, tongue in cheek? Because everyone, everyone is playing it serious. Yeah, there's no comedy like in the movie. Everyone's just sort of... And there's no It's satire. unintentional comedy, but there's no like... Maybe some of the sex scenes were kind of like, ooh, we'll have a little fun with this. This is kind of funny, you know? Like, maybe those are meant to be a little satire but... I don't think they told the actors that. No. No, I think Mora set out to make a serious werewolf film. Once he saw the reaction, then he was like, oh, it was a joke, guys. And then he made a, like, he tried to correct it <laughs> and overcorrected with Marsupials, The Howling 3. Right. Or he and just that had so one much was fun. a joke after the reception of two. Or he just had so much fun making a, like, a movie that ended up being kind of bad. He's like, well, those are fun to make. I'll do that. There's a lot of people who enjoy making bad movies to sure. make bad movies. So maybe he kind of just found like, you know, his little movie. Then he should own it. He should own it. Be like, listen, I'm a bad movie director. Hey, look. I made Howling 3. When Deal you get it. Felipe, you know you're getting shit. <laughs> I am the shit. Hey, okay, yeah, we don't know what world. else he's done. Well, I mean, he's done Howling 3, so yeah, I was going to say, let's give him a little much credit. It. Let's give him a little credit. So let's give a little detail on the Howling franchise. Now, there is seven Howling films. Shut up. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, one through six. Six called, uh, here, I'll just go over the titles. Howling 4, The Original Nightmare. Howling 5, Rebirth. Howling 6, The Freaks. The Howling, New Moon Rising, and The Howling, Reborn. The Howling, New Moon Rising came out in 1995, and then The Howling, Reborn came out in 2011. 
So there was like a 14-year hiatus between number six and seven. Wow. Wow. A lot of time to make that work. Yeah. Right. Mm. Are these all direct-to-video? Do we know? I didn't look that far uh, into okay, it, so I'm enough. not sure. Um, I will go ahead and tell you the plot of The Howling One. Okay. Really, just short and succinct, there is a television newswoman sent to a mountain resort after having been stalked by a serial killer. Turns out this island is full of werewolf people. Um, her husband goes with her. He gets scratched, and then he turns into a werewolf, and then she turns into a werewolf, and then she has herself killed on camera via uh, she turns into one yeah. while the guy's rolling the camera, gets shot, and then she dies, and trying to reveal, like, hey, there's werewolves yeah. Is that the thing we saw the clip of in yes. this movie? Okay, so that actually is from the first movie. Correct. Yeah. Oh, wow. The Howling 2 like, seems to pick up like three days later. Like, right, exactly. Uh, basically, at the funeral of right. Karen. I have never seen any of the Howling movies, though, so I that was all lost on me. I was like, "All right, we're opening bold here with this funeral." Of I think two gives you enough of one, so you just get going. Like, uh, yeah, you don't I need eventually all of picked it. it up. Yeah, yeah it was easy yeah. to pick up, but like, I didn't know if that was actually like legit footage Same. from the first one because I hadn't. I mean, werewolves are my favorite like monster, and so I was like, "Oh, I really want to see the Howling because everyone said it's really good." And you're like the Howling too, and I was like. I really shouldn't start with the second one, but I'll give this a shot. I mean, you know, the franchise seems pretty decent. Oh, that was a mistake. I'll give you a spoiler. Howling 1 is totally different than this part 2. <laughs> if you is, it, is it decent? Surprised. Yes. Okay, then that's it's how considered, it's different. It's considered a good film. Um, all right. Well, here's uh, the Howling 2 is in shot in 1985. Rotten Tomato score of 27% by critics, 15% by the audience. Nice. I think that is out of... I think that's outrageous. I think maybe... The audience didn't get it. Maybe nobody got it. Maybe it was satire, you guys. And sometimes yeah. the thing about... No, I'm just kidding. That's yeah. a satire score. <laughs> yeah, we're joking on it. Uh, directed by, as we said, Philippe Mora. Stars Saruman, Count Dooku, his Fu Manchusiness, Christopher Lee. Well, that um, dude's been in a fuck ton of horror movies. Okay. Yeah, he's been in a million We're some of his more pop culture reference stuff, but like that dude has been in like so many freaking horror movies. My man knows how to be in movies. Him, Vincent Price, and um, David Carradine or John Carradine? Which one's the dad? John oh, Carradine. John Carradine's the dad because David okay. Carradine was in Kung Fu. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those three guys are like the trinity of like old man horror. Like, <laughs> I love that. I mean, of course, you got like Boris Koloff and those guys, but like... Those three guys, man. This was like wave two. Yes. This is your silver age. This is, this is phase two of the Marvel The MCU. next generation, right. if you will. Um, also have Marsha Hunt as Mariana, Sybil Danning as Stirba, uh, Judd Oman as Vlad, Reb Brown as Ben White. You may know him from Space Mutiny and Captain America. And then Annie McEnroe as Jenny Templeton. I barely remembered any of these characters' names. When I saw Sybil Danning's name, I was like, oh shit, this might be good. Because she's not a bad actress. She's been in stuff. I recognize yeah. her, but I couldn't put my finger on where I'd seen her before. When you saw her topless approximately 30 times, did that help you figure out where times. you saw her? Mm, yeah, Cinemax. Maybe that was <laughs> it. Um, here's what the box of The Howling 2 has to say. Watch this shit right now. That's all it says. That's all it needs to say. <laughs> Convinced that his sister has been the victim of a brutal murder, Ben, an out-of-town law officer, is determined to bring her killer to justice. Ben is approached by an expert on the occult who believes his sister has been a victim of a werewolf cult. To put an end to the evil perpetrated by the werewolves, Ben and his sister's best friend travel to the dark country Transylvania, to a decaying palace where torture, death, chaos, and destruction reign supreme. Also forgot S&M, 
titties, and leather. I added that last part. Okay. About say, that actually on the box? Because, damn, they don't mess around. Yeah. I love this movie, you guys. I'm so sorry. I love this movie. We were like, I think we were like, I want to say halfway through. And I was like, oh, man. Okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, but like, I was like, I'm going to buy this movie. It is available for free on Amazon Prime, though. Yes, it is. And that's how I watched it. But I was like, I want to own this movie. But like, I'm not going to have like six accounts with different movies in it. Fair enough. This movie does feel like it'd be at home at, at a Rift Tracks or a Mystery Science Theater. I would just watch this movie. You don't need that? I would just watch this movie. It is good enough without it, to be honest. So the movie begins with a voiceover. Smash open to Christopher Lee voiceover. And I think that man could say anything he wants. I would listen to him intently. And it could be like his grocery list. It could be his top <laughs> fantasy football picks. He's going to make it sound interesting. I want him to read the iTunes user agreement. (laughs) Everyone would listen to it and be like, okay, oh, so that's what we're actually getting into. Man, if Christopher Lee read that agreement, we would be here for seven and a half hours, I think. (laughs) Yes, we would. (laughs) But we'd we'd be here for a whole seven hours, though. Now, I don't remember what he says. He's reading from the book of Revelation in the Bible. Is that what's going on? But if you notice... And I had to look this up to verify it, because like I was like, I think that's from Revelation in the Bible. But he's got the book open in the middle. And I'm like, if I remember correctly, that's the end of the book. Uh, that is the last chapter in the Bible. And I that's had to correct. look it up. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's legit. He has the book open wrong. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so off to a strong start. Continuity error number one. And it's like, it's Carl Sagan-esque Starfield behind him yeah, with, this, with Christopher Lee standing there with a skeleton behind his left shoulder, right shoulder. And he's just reading the book of Revelation. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? For it is written. The inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with her blood. And I saw her sit upon a hairy beast, and she held forth a golden chalice full of the filthiness of her fornications. It doesn't seem to relate to the rest of the movie. It has nothing to do with anything. It has just as much to do with the movie as the ending. (laughs) <laughs> so we'll get, we'll get to true. that but goddamn. anyway uh, i'm getting ahead of myself i think the guy who was in charge of getting the the decorations for this movie just went to party city and got a random skeleton and a couple of bubbly cauldrons and you know everything you've ever seen in some 50s horror movie that's what's on the set well it's satire mark so it's a oh, satirical right. set sure. as the well, director they got, told they us they got like props from like i guess it was like was it 20th century who did this movie MGM. Oh, you want? I don't know. I think it was 20th what century. Studio did it. But um, let me look at the VHS. Anyway, they um, <laughs> they were just reusing props that they could get because yeah. I did find out that it feels one like point, an elementary school set though. Like, Republic Pictures. Republic Pictures. Oh, they're famous. Well, yeah. they got they got like costumes from some major studio, and I like read that um, like they sent them a box and it was Planet of the Apes costumes. Yes. And the director called like the producer or somebody that was like, "We can't use this," and he was like, "I don't care," and hung up on him. And so Christopher Lee had to show the director how to like kind of use the Planet of the Apes mask to make them look like werewolves. Before I had read that, I just kept saying like, "They don't look like werewolves." There's no. not a none of like the only time that they look like werewolves is when they do that cut up close on the face of a werewolf and then shake the mask, because a lot of these cuts are so fast. This s- editor was on mountains of cocaine and LSD. You know how I feel about the '80s. I assume all the people in this movie were on Dude, cocaine. This was it was so great. Like it would be like you would cut to something like, well, wait, that's because the movie starts. So after you see Christopher Lee do his little like. Carl Sagan-esque intro, it cuts to the the, the L.A. skyline. No, the L.A. skyline that says Los Angeles, California, 
USA, as if there's another Los Angeles, California that everyone's not familiar with in Hollywood. And so I was like, oh, this is great. And then it cuts to like, and this is the worst font ever. It's like, the city of the angels, not city of angels, the city of the angels. And then, um, then it cuts to the funeral. Also irrelevant, by the way, there's that translation N- plays no role. Yes. Nothing to do with anything, but like the font they chose, I was like, Oh man, woof. We are in a fresh. It's treat. like they smashed two movies together to make this movie. Like I wouldn't a, be surprised if this editor had six films and was like, yeah. I can make this work like a werewolf movie and like a demon movie, a post punk, like your know, coming of age movie, a music video, <laughs> a music video, it had everything. Someone's like trip to Transylvania with just home footage. Yeah. Apparently they actually went to... Oh, no, straight uh, up. That looked the, like... I guess it was Czech Republic. Or... I was like, wow. So, yeah, one of the more interesting things about this movie is it was shot behind the Iron Curtain. <laughs> really? Uh, in Prague, uh, in Czech. And the entire yeah. crew was Czech. So maybe that has some... Whoever was in charge of the the, the dialogue or the, like you know, language the barrier. city of angels or whatever you said. City it said. of the angels. City of the angels. Maybe whoever was <laughs> in charge Angeles, of that. Los Angeles, California. USA. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe. Um, they really want you to know where it was. So the movie kicks off. We're at a funeral. We find out that Karen is uh, being put into the ground and her brother Ben is there. And so is Stefan Crosco. I did forget to mention that uh, Christopher Lee's character's name is Stefan Crosco. Yes, it is Stefan Crosco. He is the guy who knows all about the werewolves and the occult. He's the one that's going to give us all the info dump Didn't that we, the viewer, needs. Didn't on his card his, his like title was occult investigator? Yeah. 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 I was like, wow, that, that's, that makes sense. He's an occult killer. He doesn't really do a lot of detecting. Well, he's got to find the stuff before he goes and kills the He stuff. seems to rely on the man and lady to do a lot of the finding. But anyway. So the funeral plays out, and then it's all like the, the preacher's doing his little thing, and then they're done. And everyone's kind of leaving. And Stefan goes up to um, Ben. He's like, he's like, you need to call me. There's more that you don't know about. And then the, the reporter, Jennifer, is like watching this play out. And she's like, who was that? Who was he? And he's like, here, he gave me his card. And she's like, a cult investigator. And she's like, got to go. And she chases yeah. him down. She chases Christopher Lee down. Mr. Crosco. Miss Templeton. How do you know my name? I've seen you on television. What do you know about the death of Karen White? I know that she is a werewolf. Mr. Crosco. Jenny, what did he say? He said your sister is a werewolf. Ah, bullshit. And then we pan, like, slow pan to everyone leaving the funeral, and we see, um, oh, what are their names? Mariana. Mariana, you're talking about the the werewolf, the werewolf biker people. girl, yeah. uh, uh, like a, arguably like a seventy year old man in like a leather daddy hat, like standing there with a scarf, and then this like you know incredibly Amazonian like Nubian woman who's just like just buff as shit, dude. She looks so awesome this whole movie, and um, holy crap, like I was like, dude, this is amazing. Like, tell me they're a couple, and they're just standing there like staring, and then he's like doing that foot thing that dogs do where they like scrape the ground. Yeah. And then we cut to... We cut to the staple of 80s movies, which is the band featured on stage who happens to be a friend of a director. And we're going to hear this song over and over again and cut to this band multiple times. Is it really a friend of the director? I don't know, man. That's always my assumption. Yeah, I remember looking at it. It's not like a real band. It's just... it's Oh, so many (sighs) 80s movies have these club scenes and then they make you watch an entire performance. It it doesn't... But is it really... I feel like we're watching the same 30 seconds of a performance. 
No, no, no. They, they film the whole thing because there's later on it cuts to like later parts of the song and lets it play out, especially during the end credits. You Ugh. get to see the whole performance. But yes, we get like and the we, first five lines of this song. Over in the pale moonlight. And then I don't even remember the rest. In the pale, pale night, yeah. I got a hunger that's emotional. There you go. Oh, God. Some things change. Some things stay the same. I remember some lyric like that. So, oh, man. Really deep 80s lyrics. And it's know? like a bad and like 80s, like new it, it synth wave industrial band that was Ugh. like, oh, this is great. Thinks like two mismatched fashions, sunglasses at night, bleach blonde hair yeah. dude singing. There's like the weird punk club. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be in LA. There's this like weird punk club, and these like punk guys are like, you know, 80s punk guys are like, hey, lady, let's get a drink. And he's like, she doesn't want to drink with us. And then like one of the guys like pops his head up from behind the two other guys, is like, maybe she wants to do something else. And then she's like, all right, cool, let's go. And then they all leave the club, like gonna go like have an orgy or something. <laughs> Drive to the other side of City of the Angels. Okay, it is arguably like two o'clock in the morning when this thing plays out, and then they cut to like six or seven in the morning the sun is up and they finally arrive at their destination and like me and my roommate look at each other and we're like how long were they driving it's la they traffic for like seven hours almost that was the most realistic part of the movie yeah i mean it dude, does not take they, you seven they hours stuck to get on the anywhere. freeway <laughs> johnny shit show and the bumblefucks have been on stage <laughs> playing for so long that they probably played three and a half sets before we get to this abandoned warehouse it was just an encore that same song over <laughs> yeah, and song. over and over <laughs> So at least the movie had the decency to push the movie along while we had to sit there and listen to this song. But guys, is this this many abandoned like buildings in the eighties? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's actually everywhere. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like abandoned. Because that's also a thing in every eighties movie. They always end up in some abandoned building that's run down, and that's where the gang is hiding out. Back or whatever. In, especially like in the mid eighties, like there was like a lot of urban blight before everyone moved downtown and made the rents go sky high. Mm, to okay. every major metropolitan in America. <laughs> so one of the guys that goes, so they the, they get there, and then um, Mariana runs off and starts howling in this abandoned, like, arguably, like, abandoned factory or something like that. Starts howling uncontrollably. And the three punks and then this other couple of punks are like, they're like, hey, man, we're going to go get the party started. They leave to go have sex. And the other three are like, hey, where'd you go, lady? And then she's out there howling, and then what does she do? She guess who's leaving? I'm out of there because she's going to be howling like that over and over again. There's something wrong with her. Someone throws a bottle at one of the guys. Could heads, be wild though. Whose name is Deacon, and he's like this little blonde mohawked little punk guy. And he's like, "Oh man, you shouldn't have done that. You made Deacon angry, and you wouldn't like Deacon when he's angry." Or De- s- Deacon gets real nasty when he's mad. That's what it is. <laughs> and then Deacon pulls out this switchblade and then goes, I guess, to cut her. And then she cuts his hand off, and they see the hand fall to the ground holding the switchblade, and then everyone just loses their shit and starts running. And then what? Is it just the one werewolf? Because at this point, Mariana has turned into a werewolf. I'd assume she was calling a pack, right? That's what I, all I the howling was. I thought it was multiple, or if there was just one. Well, the problem is, is then we get a lot of POV chasing, right? The camera's chasing Monster the victims. Fumes. Yes, we get a lot of POV chasing, and then when we, wanted, when we need to be reminded that it's actually werewolves chasing them, we cut to, like as you said, a close-up of a werewolf mask that's just being shook in front of the, the frame. Yes, we never, the thing is, because these weren't actual wolf costumes, the director made the choice not to actually show them in frame long enough for you to realize that they're monkeys. <laughs> 
because wow. every time it cuts real close, you, yeah, it's so close on the wolf teeth and it's just like shaking and drooling blood. And then they did have some cuts of like Mariana with really bad looking makeup who clearly is not on the same set as the movie is oh, shot no, 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 elsewhere. No, no. <laughs> and she's just like looking off into the distance and drooling blood. This was in the, this was in the makeup the tent before the movie yeah, started. Exactly. Like, we're not going to put you on film. Just go ahead and shake your face real quick. Yeah, we need to have some extra B footage for this scene was basically what they did. So the punks get chased down and get killed. And then we cut to... Um, is it's it it's ben? ben and Jennifer are going over to Crossco's place basically That's to find out is. what is going on. And he shows them a videotape of Jennifer's... Last on air, uh, and you that's know, the transformation, right? Where okay. she gets shot and killed. And he goes, Hey, by the way, because the bullets were removed from your sister, she's going to come back. Yeah. And he's like, I have to go stop her. And then we I find like out how fast that went. And the lady, though, was like, No, nah, yeah, she's definitely a werewolf. And he's like, This could be made up. She's like, No, nah, I know some of those people. No, everyone sits definitely there completely for real. unfazed, like, Huh, so that just happened. Like, no, they all just look like. Like, they're like, should we be no. reacting? Like, they hadn't been told to react yet. The guy, though, he's like, ah, this could be bullshit, but the girl's bought in immediately. She's no, like, Jennifer is 100% convinced that this is all this is all happening. Oh, and they are such bad actors and actresses. Yes. Like, Jennifer's lines are like, wait, you must mean that I have to go to the bathroom, too. You're just like, oh, oh, man, this is so bad. Yeah, and Reb Brown is no Georgia Peach himself. Dude, that dude like- is just... Man, I love it when he just looks and screams at the camera and then goes, <laughs> runs away. Like, he's so good at that. <laughs> uh, but so we find out, I don't know if this is standard werewolf lore, fellas. I'm not deep into the lycanthropy. Oh, there's a lic- lot of lycanthropy. Like, Whoa. How do you say that? Lycanthrope. Yeah. Lycanthrope. You took um, a swing at that word, man. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I missed. Apparently, when silver ain't no good, you move up to titanium. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was funny because like he's like, Look at the Christopher Lee's like, look at these, and he holds up two silver bullets, and he's like, What do you think these are? And then, like, the girl grabs them. Oh, no, the uh, Ben grabs them and goes, They're silver, but like, there's this huge pause beforehand, and I was like, They're titanium, dummy. <laughs> goes making a joke, and then he's like, When that doesn't work, we use titanium. titanium. Yeah, it's not like, like titanium Whoa. is fancy silver, they're no. completely different oh, things, completely different. They have their own elements. Yeah, they're when like, was titanium discovered? Maybe it was brand new in the 80s. And I was like, ooh. I think it's been around. It's cubic zirconia. <laughs> I don't understand. Also, if you hand me a metal and go, what metal is this? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. They're all gray, <laughs> gray <laughs> metallic looking. I don't thing. know. Stainless oh, steel? Oh, this is silver. Uh, no, that was lead, you idiot. Oh, <laughs> you know. my well, bad. He's like, well, let me lead. send it over to the lab and I'll let you know in about two days. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is graphite. This goes into number two pencil. <laughs> so I guess, they, I guess Christopher Lee convinces them by showing them that video that she no, was a werewolf. No, no, this is what happens. It's <laughs> so fucking dumb. Um, he's like, I got to go and stab your sister in her coffin to make sure she doesn't well, come back with like, this titanium that- pike. And he's like, that's <laughs> fucking it. I'm going to go kill Christopher Lee because oh, he's going to go great. desecrate my sister's he's body. He's not like, let me call the cops. He oh. rambos up and is like, he's like I'm going to put an end to this. I'm yeah. committing murder now. Yeah. And Jennifer doesn't seem to give a shit. No, no, no. no. He goes, he goes, she's like, where are you going to go? And he's like, I'm going to go kill that man. And I was like, Whoa, he's gonna go commit murder. Yeah. And then she turns around and she goes, Wait for me. And I was like, Holy <laughs> shit. She's yeah. completely on board for like, the reaction just... doesn't make any sense no. at all. And she's supposed to be some type of reporter, right? Like she, she was a colleague. Shit, she is not because they make a like whenever they join the monster squad to go to Transylvania, they're like, Oh, she's coming over here to write a story. She doesn't write fucking word one. No. Oh, yeah. All they had to do was go, you know what? I'm gonna just call the police. Let them know someone wants to vandalize a grave. 
start there maybe. And then maybe they could have even had a scene where the cops don't care or something to show. This isn't like an option. <laughs> just jump straight to murder. Right. Yes. Grab your sniper rifle, put the scope on and let's go shoot yeah. this old man. He gets like, he goes zero to Rambo, man. Like, <laughs> well, it's funny because they go, um, they go to the, the, the graveyard because Christopher Lee is like, other werewolves will not let a werewolf like be in con- uh, consecrated ground. They'll go get the werewolf out. So yeah. we'll go kill well, they her. They do like cut to the sister of her screaming a lot yes. in the grave. I thought that was actually effectual. That was kind of like, cool. That's kind of all right. So they get to the graveyard. Um, Christopher Lee is like doing some prayer over Karen's body where he's about to stab her. You see some other werewolves like kind of tracking Christopher Lee, like they're going to go get the uh, Karen's body. Uh, he's really shitty at his job. He would not have succeeded if someone wasn't there to kill him. Oh, absolutely. And then Ben and Jennifer are like walking through the graveyard, run across a werewolf, pump it full of like bullets. And then she goes here and hands him the two bullets, but they're like handgun bullets. And he's got a rifle. And I was like, he's like, oh, yeah, thanks. And it's like, wait, those don't work together. <laughs> and so <laughs> so before they actually go in and confront Christopher Lee, they're walking through the graveyard and hear the most stock footage sounding coyote yell. <laughs> you ever, you've heard it in every cartoon. Every time there's a howl, this is that howl. Um, and soft, then, like movie sound effects volume one. And like, then Ben's like, what's that? And then she's like, coyote. He's like, doesn't sound like any coyote I've ever heard. Turns out it's every coyote you've ever heard. <laughs> it's just the man, the level yeah. of writing. Maybe here you're is unfamiliar with coyotes, but that's <laughs> yeah. what they sound like. Oh, the sound effects in this movie are great. When they're in Transylvania, they're walking through the forest and there's monkey noises, like full on like jungle, like South yes, American jungle didn't make noises. Any sense. <laughs> like someone was all like, I need, I need. Jungle sounds. Y'all don't know about the Transylvanian jungle? Oh, no, man. apparently not. It was crazy. But yeah, so they they eventually like walk up on Christopher Lee about to stab his sister. And he's like, don't do it. They get attacked by werewolves. And then Karen, his sister, pops up as a werewolf, tries to attack Christopher Lee. And then he has to shoot her. Yeah, which I guess he loaded one of the silver bullets Christopher Lee gave him and shot her. And she like gets put back in the coffin. And that's that. We don't care anymore. And at that point, they are on board. (laughs) His sister has very little to do with most of the movie, to be (laughs) honest, especially for being the subtitle. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like this old werewolf who really doesn't have anything to do with the overarching. He's the guy. He's the guy in the like the leather daddy hat from the beginning that I was talking about. Oh, is he? Okay. He's the one that was standing there with Mariana at, at the funeral. Like, he's, like, going to stop. So he gets shot and is, like, dying on the front ground. And Ben throws the lamest-looking net on top of him I've ever seen. I thought it was rope. And then he goes and he lays it on him like he's covering him up with a blanket. Like, here, sleep tight, buddy. I caught the dying wolf, Daddy. Like, he looks at Christopher Lee, and Christopher Lee just kind of takes the the net off. I don't know if you guys noticed, but he pats him, like, on the arm, kind of like, yeah, it's secure. Like, as he stands stands up. So Christopher Lee's like, where's Stibba? which evidently Stirba is the head werewolf. And um, she, every millennia or every thousand years or something like that, um, she makes all the wolf people become full wolves. I don't know. Uh, She's 10 millennium old. 10 millennia old, we find out. She looks great for her age, to be honest. Fantastic. fantastic. Which version? Barely looks over eight. Are we talking about the Alzheimer patient version? For 10 millennia, Or the one that sniffed up a soul and (laughs) turned into (laughs) civil Danny? Either one, yeah. For for 10,000 years old? That's fair. Yeah. He has to... So Stirba has to be killed to stop the the werewolf, like, you know, plague that's going on. So um, Christopher Lee's like, like, gets it out of the old guy. He's like, she's in the dark country. And he's like, okay. So he mercy kills the werewolf who's like, don't let me sit here and suffer. Uh, and then he's like, 
We're going, I'm going to the dark country. And then Ben and Jennifer are like, cool, we're in. And he's like, what? They immediately offer their services like, I'm ready to be a full-on monster hunter today. Craziness. And, he, and, and Christopher Lee's like, yeah, if you actually saw the rest of my monster squad, it's a bunch of old dudes. So, yes, we need some young, fresh <laughs> meat. old dudes. <laughs> old dudes and little people. They, which not have just cut, like, they weren't wow. going to cut the mustard without these two. No, they needed some younger youth in their, in their team to really get that medium okay. age down. And he goes, where's the dark country? And then Christopher Lee looks at the camera and is like, Transylvania. And then... Expected bat noises. I just, I just noticed this at this point in the movie, but it had been happening the entire movie, and it gets crazier. The craziest transition wipes. I'm talking pan wipes. Yes. I'm talking, like, cross lines. I'm talking, like, zigzag pan... I mean... Like a 12-year-old with iMovie, man. They, is, were. they were really hot in check. Yeah. Okay. They were like, I was expecting a star wipe. I was like, if this movie has, I, I leaned over, I was like, if this movie has a star wipe, I'm pausing it. I'm, pre- I'm hitting purchase and I will own this movie. <laughs> so this is important for what happens next. I didn't understand the relationship between the, the guy and the girl. So th- before they get to Transylvania, were they a couple? It didn't no. seem like it. No, no. not at all. Okay. They had just met. Because when they get to Transylvania, they go to this hotel and the guy's like, yeah, two rooms. The girl's like, one will do. And then they bone immediately. Like, and everybody outside apparently knows it's happening because they're all staring at the window going, <laughs> Well, the werewolves uh-huh. can smell it, I think, yeah. is what it is. I mean, like, within, I guess, an hour of landing in Transylvania, I mean, they are just going at it hardcore. Well, she sits down. She's like, Ben, I'm scared. Hold me. And he walks over to, like, comfort her. And then she immediately is like, tongue, mouth, yeah. let's go. Put it in. And you're like, holy shit, man. <laughs> like, dude, she does not waste any she fucking was DTF. time. And I got to tell you. Reb, John, Reb Brown is a chiseled dude. Maybe he just puts off that. <laughs> it's kind of impressive after machismo. a, I mean, transatlantic flight all the way to, to fucking Transylvania. They're literally unpacking their suitcases. Yeah. She didn't even want to shower. She was like, let's just jump straight to the point here. <laughs> They're too jet lagged for the, all the, I the guess. between four points. And this bullshit. is after, there was a couple scenes before this where like we see them like working their way up to the, the town and they run across some villagers and they're like, you know, like, oh, what's going on in the road? And you find out that this whole village is kind of made up of werewolves. Oh, yeah. And so they they kill a lady on the road and the Christopher Lee is like, I'm going to walk. And they're like, okay. And they get in the car and they just yeah. drive off. And it's like, it would have been faster just to stay in the car, Chris. Then he gets to the hotel right before they like bone for like 20 minutes it, on film it feels like he goes to the the receptionist he's like we're looking for a man have you seen a stranger it's like the guy works at a fucking hotel all he sees is strangers all day and can to be fair, christopher li- lee looks like he belongs in transylvania <laughs> yeah. so i feel like that's not the the one who sticks out can you be a little more specific and he like, does and he's like well you'd know it if you'd seen him yeah like <laughs> he's like a, he's like mad at the receptionist he's so mad at the dude <laughs> So it's Christopher Lee does tell him like, "Hey, be careful! This whole town is full of the evil occults." They're not careful. Uh, they do not take Kobe. that advice. No, everybody acts like they're on vacation. <laughs> yes. And at one point, uh, fucking Ben is like, "Hey, guy, who we hired to be our guide? Um, I'm gonna go get my lady a, a gift, and I'm gonna go wander off right now. So do you mind watching <laughs> her?" And then he immediately takes her out and tries to rape her. <laughs> no, this is that's much later, but yes, that that completely happens. His guide is like, "Cool, so he's gonna get you a present. Come with me. I'm gonna show you some stuff." Takes her out. He's a werewolf, by the way, the guide. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to rape her. But before that, we've had so many scenes where we get to see Stirba basically like this. Oh, you want to go over there? We have okay. to We have oh, to talk about some of this. What because a scene. Let's address Sturba and her s and For the club. audience. Mark just took off his glasses. <laughs> She's getting real right now.
So oh. we cut to this like what looks like a castle, and um, there's an old elderly woman laying in front of like this. They put this like young girl down on like an altar type thing, and they lay her down. And there's everyone standing around like these leather bondage gear outfits, and it's like a bunch of people just standing there. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, huh? At this point in the movie. I remember Mark's, or you, your text, John, being like, man, there's a lot of, like, nudity in this movie. And I was like, I have not seen any nudity. I was like, maybe maybe we'll get something here. From They're standing here around. on out. We're standing there. The the ceremony starts where Stirba starts sucking the soul out of this young woman. Seems like she sniffed it up her nose. Yeah, it was yeah. really weird. It was then, uh, really It's not the only thing that sniffed up noses in the making of this movie. Um, so she sniffs up the soul of this young girl and becomes young Sybil Danning who is looking fantastic in this movie, except for her 80s hair. And the poor girl who's lost her soul just melts into a pile of goo. Oh, it's so disgusting. That part, yeah, that At this cool. point, everyone in the room is like, cool, that happened, nude. They just drop <laughs> all their leather like gear, like tits a-popping. Yeah. I mean, it is like dudes, ladies, everyone is half-naked, standing around chanting, and Sybil Danning, which I was, was called Sturba. The movie goes pretty much clothes optional from this point <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> It's like standing around and she's like, all right, I'm young again. Let's do this. And then at that point, like she kind of pops her like um, her dress open just a little bit so you can see like the top of like her breast. And I was like, there's no way she's going to show her her breast because she's like the star, right? Most of the stars don't mm-hmm. do that. No, immediately, like you said, tops optional. It, and then we have a werewolf fuck session. It, that was so uncomfortable. I was like, what am I watching? Well, he's like, he's like, do you like this woman that I brought to you? Because she's got like a right hand, like stable boy dude. His name is Vlad. Vlad. And then he, she presents Mariana to him and he's like, I approve. I like her. And he, she's like, cool, get on it. And then Stirba sits down and arguably just like masturbates herself yeah, while those two are doing. like, you know, being all crazy. But weird. they're all hairry now. They're no, like no, werewolves. They weren't hairy yet. yet. Okay. Then... As it starts getting hot and heavy, I was like, well, this might be all right. Here we go. Let's see what's going to, you know. And then, no, boom. it's not all right. They have it's nothing you want to watch. into <laughs> werewolves, which they didn't transform anything. They just got like massive body hair. Yeah. So here's here's my, this is what I predict happened when they were making the films. Like, we're going to have nude werewolf fucking. And then like his assistant was like, I don't think anybody's going to want to see that. He's like, well, we can't just have people fucking because they're werewolves. And then he was like, what if we just made them? Habsies, like not fully transformed, and just be hairy people. They were because <laughs> so that's what hairy. they look like. They're just hairy people. They look like ZZ Top beards taped to like Ugh. naked people. It was, it was just so rough, really uncomfortable. And to watch. werewolves in human form really have a phlegm problem because they're always sitting around going. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like I don't know if anyone's ever been around dogs, but they do not sound like that. No, it's not a sound dogs are constantly making. I think someone says, "Do your best snarl." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, that'll work. And, and then, they're, and they're like, just like at this point, they're not even having sex or doing anything like that. They're, they're sort like, of rubbing they're each like, other. They're like rubbing their bodies against each other and snarling into each other's mouths and waving their hands around like, like what I imagine like a B movie witch was told to do. Yeah, it's like, and I then we know. smash cut back to the village where Christopher Lee sends his little helper friends from Transylvania to go get Ben and Jennifer. They meet in a church, and he's like, okay, so here's the plan. It's the we know where she is. crazy plan. And we're, we're, we're missing so much, but it's just so insane what happens. So he's like, he's like so this is what's going to happen. We're going to go ahead, and we're going to find him. We're going to kill him, but not yet. And at this point, Ben's like, I'm not okay. just going to sit around. 
He's like, I'm going to go into town and watch some well, square dancing. Miss my favorite part. He goes, how will we get a hold of you? And he's like, these two people will be having a puppet show. Talk through them. Yes. Like, he's like, if you need to find me, there'll be a puppet show. I. This is my note that I wrote down at this point. This movie has everything. Four exclamation points. Tits, puppets, werewolf, Christopher Lee, and bad acting. Thank you, Mark. Like, that's what my note says. Oh. Like, it's like, this is amazing. Is this puppet show just going to be going on all day? I oh, really, it was. We're going to communicate through puppet show. <laughs> and it was not great puppeting, but like, no. man, I was like, did he just say puppet show? <laughs> yeah, what an insane fucking idea. But, you know, that's why I love this movie. So Ben decides that night that he's not going to wait around, and he takes the, um, what's the, the little guy's Ben's name? Ben's kind of a hothead for knowing nothing. He oh. has no idea about what he's walking he into. He has no idea, but he's just like, I got to do something. You and know he what? has no stake in the game, because they didn't kill his sister, technically. Right? Well, he just hates he werewolves now. He killed his now. sister. I he, guess, yeah, he just hates werewolves. Yeah, it's that American can-do attitude, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We're so pompous. I don't know what the name of the little guy is. Anyway, so they take this, and when I say little guy, he's like a little person. So him and Ben are going to storm the castle. They get there, and then Ben's like, how are we going to take that guard out? And the little person pulls out like a knife, and he's like, I got this. Chunks the knife like a fucking like Jet Li action movie star it's amazing stabs the guy in the stomach then hops and skips out to the guy <laughs> grabs the knife and i was like is this dude a leprechaun did you mention that he has a mace a yes. chain mace <laughs> he has a chain mace and mashes the dude in the head with it and what does ben say that's one way to do it yeah that's one way to kill him yeah doesn't um, phase him at all this guy went from a normal human being to fighting werewolves to just watching someone get like maced in the face by a little person yeah. and he's like yeah, whatever. Let's go. Yeah, he's like, cool. Oh, Let's do it. Oh, also, the, the his little helper buddy gave him what I assumed to be teeth to stick in his ears. <laughs> oh yeah, they were blessed supposedly. Blessed yeah. little. It was candle wax from a blessed candle. <laughs> but but my he roommate didn't say also, that when he like has them in his hand. It's like, are those his molars? <laughs> yeah. My roommate also thought they were teeth. She's like, did she just hand him teeth? And I was like, no, I think that was wax. Oh, but blessed like, teeth. And then later on, like Christopher Lee explains, like. Because they so this happens, this plays out, and then Stirba and the werewolves realize they're trying to storm the castle, and then they all run away. The little guy gets um gets put under a spell by Stirba. The wax falls out of his ears, and he's like, "Oh no, my earplugs!" And then he can't find him, even though they're right in front of his face. (laughs) So they're also like sirens, I guess, from mythology. Yeah, I would. I want to talk about what is Stirba's power set. Whatever they need. Yeah, because she can sit there and wail some weird chanting song that apparently makes your eyeballs explode out of your head. The best scene in the movie. That was the best effect in the film. Uh, poor little helper guy, his eyes blow out of his head once he loses really his head. Well they shoot out of his head. It was so great. I was like, whoa, did you guys yeah. see that? She's like a werewolf, siren, demon, witch. Yeah, it's all of them mashed into one. She's They're not following the proper werewolf lore at this point. Yeah. Um, also, Real werewolves boycotted this movie. There was, there was a, a werewolf uh, boycott. Yeah, it was a big deal in Transylvania when Huge this came problem. out. Picketing, yeah. riots. In the werewolf community. Um, this was pretty much the worst werewolf movie uh, until Twilight. So Until oh. the union started. Yeah. They're yeah. like, we got to get this back on track. One thing I want to mention real quick, when we were talking about that giant like sacrifice orgy scene, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's not yet. I'm sorry. It's actually about to happen. So Ben gets back. He's like, your little buddy got killed. Christopher Lee's like, that's it. We're going in. Everybody, Ben grab is directly your responsible for that guy's death. Oh yeah, absolutely. By the by, the, he doesn't phase him, of course, because Ben doesn't think about anything. And he's so, a pompous American. Yeah. So. Christopher Lee at that point is all like, "All right, let's go do this." And then he takes like all the like old men helpers that he's got. 
And Jennifer, no, Jennifer's like been AARP army just <laughs> yeah. on its way. Down. Jennifer's been kidnapped by a werewolf at this point because when the dude took her out to get raped in the forest, yeah. the other werewolves were like, you know, right. This is one of the scenes that doesn't make sense because Steer was in her lair with some like cauldron esque props going yeah, it's on, like a doing Macbeth, her like yeah, scene, doing her siren song. The uh, the little helper guy's eyes explode, and then she's outside. Yes. She can teleport. She, she okay, can teleport. so she teleports. Okay, I, thank I, you for clearing I, I said that up. Thing. I was like, I was like, wait, wasn't she just inside? Yeah. And my roommate was all like, it doesn't matter. Literally a scene ago, <laughs> it cuts to her outside from being inside to outside. At yes. that point, I, I mean, I had like understood this movie was batshit crazy, but I thought, did I miss something? I just assumed I had looked away or missed a scene. It's good to know that she just fucking magicked her way over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, halfway through this movie, I texted Mark. I was like, this movie's fucking wild. Yeah, like, you, oh, Mark was telling me, like, John keeps texting me about this movie, and I was like, I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah. Because I thought it was going to be, like, really terrible. It's so fucking amazing. I know I sound like a, like a, a six-year-old kid who's <laughs> yeah. getting to go to Chuck E. Cheese, because I'm just like... <gasps> Oh my god, you guys, this is so awesome. But like, so at this point, they kidnap Jennifer. Ben gets back and he's like, They killed your little dude. We've got to go. Christopher was like, let's go attack them. They have Jennifer. That so Ben's definitely in now. He's like, Yeah, they're planning on turning any? her into a werewolf. Is you there know what I out? wish? I wish someone had like a walker with some tennis balls. That would have really sealed the <laughs> army's, you know, right. sincerity. I guess your walkers, we're rolling out. Let's go to the mall before all the kids show up to walk. <laughs> Gotta get a power walk. So they, they all go into the forest to basically basically st- go to the castle at this point is when we hear the the monkey noises the the south american jungle yeah. noises from here into the end of the movie nothing really makes sense no. it's just one by one the old men on the monster squad are getting picked off and at this time <laughs> well, that's going outside in the forest inside the castle there is a massive like pseudo orgy going on now hold on this is great because there's a pseudo orgy going on stirba sitting in his throne kind of like yes this pleases me and then on the stage in Transylvania is the band from L.A. Johnny Shit Show and the Bumblefucks <laughs> yeah. makes a return. Still singing the same song. That dude has a fantastic management. <laughs> he was over in City of the Angels one night. And now he's in the dark country over in Transylvania. Well, if you look at it like you can clearly tell they just read like did the club to look like Stirba's lair. So that's the same location. Like, yeah, I but think, they ne- so the thing is, is like they never actually show the band playing in front of the orgy. It's just no. like cut between the two it scenes. Is cut the two, but it's supposed to look like that. But yeah. Yeah. Is that what they were going for? Okay, I didn't pick I, up on that at all. I was like, did they have a contractual minimum amount of that they had to use this <laughs> band? Because I was like, why do they keep showing yeah. me this? There's guy? only like four songs in this whole movie. I think so. we're supposed to presume the band is there playing uh, at they're that werewolves. orgy. They're, I, I thought they were werewolves. I did not pick up on any of that. I was just confused yes. and upset. I was like, what? Is this because why when, are they she, when she waves her hand, the music stops like immediately? Like, like someone just took the needle off a record, yes, like that fast. There's no, there's no <laughs> ambient noise whatsoever. She waves her hand, like stop. It is like pin drop silent, and then she's like, "They're coming, let us go." Everyone stops fucking, and at this point, and there's like, arguably eighty werewolf people, right? At least eighty yeah. werewolf. That place is sold out. We okay. only see seven die. Yes. <laughs> so what First, happened to the other ones? Like an army of like seven old people and two guys, and then the guy and the girl from like who are in prime fighting age. And I just imagine them like setting traps with like raisins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what is that? Prunes? And they just walk off. Somebody left out some raisins. <laughs> Our monster squad is Stump Chumpman. <laughs> Count Dooku, an old priest, an AARP representative, and then one other like retiree from Florida. <laughs> 
and this is going to stop 80 fucking werewolves. <laughs> so fucking With a power set that we have no idea the limitations oh. of. They have holy water, titanium blades, yeah. and one gun. <laughs> one guy's like, are we going to be done by 730? Because I need to get to bed if I'm going to catch the and early when, bird. And when uh, Ben shoots that gun, he arguably shoots like 20 times, and it's a rifle. Which means yeah. you get maybe one or two shots. Now they put in the unlimited ammo cheat code before they <laughs> yes, headed they out did. there. They sure did. <laughs> and they eventually, they lose some people on the way to the castle. They get to the castle. Lose them to old age. My God. At this point, it is just full on insanity. God. Okay, so. Sturba is in this amazing, like, disco Mad Max outfit. And she's, like, walking around. <laughs> so By the way, amazing ass cheeks in that outfit. But I'm it not was such lie, a weird outfit, though. It, 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 was, was it made so her look weird. thick. Like her, like waist was like three times as thick as she is. That's what she was going She's for. She got those wolf legs. There's that Czechoslovakian uh, fashion, I That's guess. That's it, man. Let's get that thick fashion. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in, boys. So at this point in the film, now we're gonna get some Christopher Lee talking over the film while Sturba is talking over the film. I None of it really anything. makes any fucking sense. I thought, I thought it was like a mom and dad trying to tell their kid to go do different chores, and the kid's like, "I don't know what to do." <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea what we were supposed to be doing. So Vlad gets his head shot in, and then Mariana gets stabbed with a titanium blade. And then we finally come to our final big finale between Christopher Lee and Stirba. And we find out that they're brother and sister. Suddenly there's like an incest angle that just comes out of nowhere yeah Wait, she's I'm like sorry yeah what? she's you always like catch- you always were obsessed with me yeah crosco or whatever you know it's like ooh, what and Sturba was like yeah she was like trying to seduce him she was like i know how i'm gonna trick him here well i saw the seducing thing but yeah. i didn't know they were supposed to be like yeah. brother and si- yeah. Oh, yeah. she specifically weird. calls him brother like yeah yeah it's- I thought it was like one of those kind of like 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 we've been doing this for so long we're like bound kind of like brother yeah. thing. I didn't like think a Hulkamania like a, kind of brother. Yeah. I didn't know they were actually brothers. <laughs> hey, brother. Uh, my question is, is that also mean Christopher Lee is 10 millennia old? I, oh. I get the idea that he was super old when he was reading the, the revelations and he's all like, you know, knows everything. I what thought he that he was supposed to be. he revelations when he wrote it it was only in the middle of the Bible. They hadn't finished the rest yet. Oh, they hadn't added the <laughs> There's supposed to be 18 more chapters, but the author died. I, so I'm just holding on to the original. Um, so is he busy sniffing virgin souls up his nose too? No, I think he's just... Because how is he still alive? It's that good L.A. diet, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's on a, a cheese cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> Intermittent fasting. He's doing keto now. The whole thing. Oh, well, man. I guess the film didn't want to address that. So there's probably no answer yeah. for why then he... Then they, like, merge together? What happens? They do... They hug, and then he stabs <laughs> her with a blade, and they set on fire and vanish yeah. into Who the sets ether. Him on f- oh, also, actually, before we answer that question... Spontaneous combustion. When they set him on fire... It switches over to some stun people, of course, mm-hmm. and it is incredible. It doesn't look yes. anything like oh, them. The at height all. difference, everything is so. <laughs> like off. the guy's got like a mullet. It's I was I, I should have fucking paused. The it, stun man. It doubles a, don't look like them at all. Was, no, mm-mm. and they're so just like noticeable. writhing in fire when they were just holding each other with yeah. like you know superimposed flames over them. It's insane. And, and then like point, gold ben, light showers over them, and then they vanish. Right. At this point, Ben has already rescued Jennifer. Is this when like the demon slugs happen? Because I remember thinking, what the fuck are these things? No, no, that was before. So Stirba, are you talking about the, the thing she brings to life off her staff well, that th- throat fucks that dude? <laughs> That's like a bat. Okay, so yeah, okay, I got a question about that. So before Christopher Lee gets to Stirba and then basically find out that they're going to have a creepy incest relationship that's going to result in like them exploding into a, a pile of flames. 
She's like doing this chant towards her like staff, which has this like statue the of like. Just send me laughs. Incest explode into a pile of flames. That's this movie. That's probably oh, what they wrote man. on the script. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but <laughs> that's I just. Fine. That's... So there's she's like ta- she's doing this chant where like the giant gargoyle bat monster on the top of her staff comes to life, bum rushes one of the old men, knocks it to the ground. He's fighting it off, and then is it his tail? That it like shoves down his throat because it and it's got this weird goofy grin. The puppet has this weird grin to it, so it looks like it's like throat fucking this old man. Listen, knowing this movie, it's probably not his tail, man. It is. <laughs> it is. It's his dick. Let's just be it's, honest. It's, it's, well, randomly later in the film, after he's presumed dead, they cut back to him and the bat comes out of his mouth. Okay, that's the scene I was thinking yes. of. Oh, it's a bat. I thought yeah, it was some it was sort like of a gargoyle demon bat thing. Bat, it was bat what's on her thing. staff. Yeah, it's like oh. a bat dragon thing. Because so I guess Reginald from the retirement home sneaks up. <laughs> Up on Sturba, and she turns around and like throws the bat at him. And the yeah, so it, I guess it throat fucks his way into his. Yeah. yeah. It, oh man. So anyway, yeah, it comes out of his mouth, and then later on, like quickly okay, after that's that, that that's like, when we get the um, that's when we get the um, the, the Sturba explosion, Christopher Lee flame explosion, and then um, and then it cuts away. I thought that was the end of the movie because it kind of like 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 pan wipes to black, and I was like. Holy shit! Did they just end this movie? It should have been. That would have been powerful. The the actual ending is just tacked on. And then they show. Well, I don't remember that. I just remember the credits. The next thing I remember is they go back. uh, uh, Ben and Jennifer go back home, and then there's like a little kid who shows up at their door in werewolf makeup, and it's like trick or treat makeup. Yeah, yeah. And then they go. It must be the neighbor. And they go, hey, we just saw your son. He's like, I don't have a son. So was that guy the werewolf? Yes. Okay. Also, maybe this is the '80s and. Or maybe I'm just antisocial, but it would never. He's like, it's Halloween apparently, and they're like, oh, let's go say hi to the neighbor. It's neighborly. It's like y'all just went through some crazy shit. Like, why would you chase down a werewolf again? It only made them stronger. They should. I guess. Yeah, yeah I forgot that whole thing because it was really stupid. Then the credits come, and the credits are just like oh, twenty minutes of. I didn't know they were of, the credits until like the credits like started popping up as this stuff was playing out. Because I was like, what happened? Did we just ascend into madness? Because the movie <laughs> like, like the greatest hits of the playing, movie starts playing that. That song again, the howling song, um, and then it just like it's Sybil Danny taking her top off. That one scene, every time the symbol hits in yeah. the song, they cut to Sybil Danny showing her tits. It's I like, was like what? I don't know. A hundred times you see this scene over and over, and then it's like a uh, it's like a fever dream, man. This whole movie is like a fever dream. They cut this to part. they cut to everything we've seen before. Yeah. They cut to credit credit stills over people's faces. They cut back to the band playing <laughs> that song at the punk club. They cut to Sybil Danning ripping her shirt off. Over and over, over and over. It's so many times I was like, this is almost making me feel uncomfortable. Yes. I was like I was like, does she know about this? Like, that's I, was, what I, was, I was like, this is not fair to her. This is not fair to her at all. And she didn't know about this. They convinced her to do the scene and they're like, it's just gonna be in the movie, don't worry. They're like, fucking use the fuck out of this scene. Put it anywhere you can. Mark, has there been anything from Sybil Danning about this movie? Has she said I, uh, anything? From that same Paste uh, Magazine article I was quoting earlier, I do have a statement on the ending here. Paste Magazine asked him, uh, I need to know the story behind this movie's end credits. They're the most gratuitously sexual credits of all time. The scene with Sybil Danning's top ripping off is repeated 17 times in three minutes of the credits. <laughs> He says, yes, it's become rather infamous. What happened was I delivered my cut. In the end, we put some bloopers, and I had a scene with Sybil doing that a couple of times, and we cut to the werewolves with their eyes opening wide, and it was funny. And then I got a call after it was mostly complete, and they said, 
Well, that's funny. Do you mind if we add a few more? I never thought they'd have Sybil ripping her shirt off 17 times. It was ridiculous, but I didn't think it would become iconic. Originally, Sybil was mortified, of course, but now she's come to like it. I doubt she has come to like it. Accept it. Maybe. <laughs> Accept it, yes. yes. So, yeah, man, this movie should be seen by anybody. I love this fucking movie. And everybody. Yeah, it's, so it's a, good. To be fair, it is, it is horrible, but it is horrible in the best ways. The first line in the movie that's not Christopher Lee's, like, um, uh, his little monologue Voice at the beginning over. is the preacher, and he goes, oh, my God, I trusted thee. And I was like, this should be the exact quote that I say to Mark for making me watch this movie. <laughs> we skimmed over it because there's so much in this movie, but they let that preacher go on for, like, three minutes. There's a whole funeral sermon in this movie. Oh, yeah. It is not like in the background, like it is, it, it, that's just the movie. You're just watching three minutes of a priest go at it. Whew, what a roller coaster. Well, I've got one last thing to say. Currently on IMDMB for Philip Morrow. IDMB? What did I say? IDMB. That's exactly what you said. I am, yes. Okay. <laughs> on IMDB, <laughs> Philippe Mora has a new project on his list and it's called The Growling. It's like be, howling, except growling. Yeah. There's a link that I found for a GoFundMe page that <laughs> was started in 2015 that currently has raised $210 of a $200,000 ask. Oh, he's well on his way. Here's what it says this film's supposed to be. I have written and or directed over 40 films, and I have a soft spot for the offbeat ones that took on a life of their own, like The Howling 2 and Howling 3. What people do not know... And what I reveal in detail for the first time in my new film, The Growling, is that werewolves actually exist. I do not know why, but I have been legally released by my undertaking in 1984 to three governments to never disclose that they are real. It's truly shocking horror and history, but with my new film, I can now reveal that many historical figures and current politicians, world leaders, scientists, movie stars, comedian, religious leaders, and executives are lycanthropes. Because of the seriousness of the revelation... The only way to make the film without censorship is to seek funding from people like you, the public. It's a good thing that all of those people legally released him from whatever he signed that said, no, I won't tell anybody about werewolves because otherwise he'd be in trouble. Yeah. If this massive international werewolf organization. Had Maybe a- that's why I didn't make any money. Oh, they stopped it before it could it. happen. Yeah. Maybe he's a werewolf. Ooh. I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that or this is a really bad idea and he shouldn't do it. I don't need I don't a documentary, a mockumentary of werewolves are real. I don't think he's going to do it with his $210. He can't even buy an iPhone. It says it's in post-production on IMDb. Wow, he made that 210 <laughs> I thought you know, he'd at least need like an iPhone to, to film it on. I'm not going to lie to you. If he made this movie on 210 bucks, I would watch it. I will, <laughs> I will buy it three times. I'm not even kidding you. Like... Because it's not, it's not going to even be so terrible. It, not even like so cheesy terrible it's supposed to be good. This is just like, this is a sympathy purchase. No. This is like me going like, oh, bless your heart. You know? Throwback <laughs> to our Amazon. Oh, sweetie, here's <laughs> your money. <laughs> our random Amazon episode. It's going to be like that fucking trash movie I watched that I can't remember, thank God. It'll be as long as the one I watched. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be eight <laughs> minutes of someone whose green screen technology is just putting like a green overlay over the Are camera. Are you talking about the Big Ben Yes, sequel. the Big Ben. Yeah. That's that's what it's going to be, man. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, what a movie. I don't know what else to say about this other than watch everybody it. goes watch see it. Watch this movie, yes. Watch, do not let your kids watch it, though. No. Well, depending on how cool you are with your kids. But, like, you're, if this, you're going to let is, them watch nudity, this is not the one. That, I feel like the gore and the nudity are not so gratuitous that, like, 
a 13, 14 year old, an educated 13, 14 year old couldn't handle it. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of like. Breasts. I'm amazed at the, the the how much credit you're giving 13 year olds out there. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Back in the 80s, we watched the movies that had like I mean, PG movies had tits in it. You know, we didn't like Not 17 lose our times shit. in three minutes. It's <laughs> true, but that's um, like porn level, right? You know there. what? And kudos to everyone in this movie because, like I said, they did not set out to make a bad movie. These people were legit trying. Like, <laughs> like Sybil Danning Is really tried to play. Yes, yes, because you got to give it to them. They really, they really shot for the moon. Now, they, way they, to they, act your heart out they, and fail. They missed the moon and hit Mercury, <laughs> but like they shot for the moon. They oh. gave us one of the best examples of good bad that I've seen in a long time. So I, I love appreciate this movie. it. Don't see this. Movie. Everyone, go watch Howling Two. Let us know what you think about it on our social media page. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh.